Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Well, it is National Volunteer Week. Yes, it and is. celebrating it in a big way is our Collingwood General Marine Hospital. And joining us from the hospital is Sadie Nixon. Sadie, this is one of those things where, you know, we look at our hospital, we have so many wonderful employees and trained experts, but volunteers are a big part of keeping our hospital going. They sure are, John. And, um, you know, nationally, we're celebrating over 24 million volunteers. Wow. Um, but let's, let's, you know, hone it down to the Collingwood area and um, our hospital. Um, I had a fabulous team of volunteers prior to the pandemic, and we are rebuilding it, and we do need and value our volunteers. So presently, we have over 100 active volunteers, which I'm really proud of because last National Volunteer Week of 2022, I had 30. Wow. So we've, we're really jumping up. But the interesting uh, challenge for us is uh, we do require a lot more volunteers as we keep opening uh, various departments. Um, and I'm really pleased with how the community is stepping up for our returning volunteers as well as brand new volunteers coming to the hospital. Now, when it comes to, you know, the, the growth of uh, the volunteer program, what are some of the, the areas where the volunteers would be what are they needed? Doing now? Yeah, where would they it. be um, stepping up to the plate to what activities? Would sure. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. So in terms of growth, we're now in April. So this is a new fiscal year for us starting April 1. The colleges and university, uh, they're wrapping up over the next few weeks. I've had a, a few inquiries from the college and university students, but I love bringing them on in the summer months because it's a great opportunity for those that are studying in healthcare, whether it's nursing, med school, pharmacy, lab work, etc. Any of these healthcare um, education uh, opportunities, the um, Having, having some hands-on volunteer experience. So obviously I would place them in clinical areas. So the need is really high for our inpatient units. Um, so it's a good opportunity for them to apply, but as well as year-round people um, or people that have just moved to the area. But I do try to focus on those college and university students uh, this month to get them on board for the summer. Um, they gain real insight into um, the various healthcare positions here, as well as they are our future healthcare workers. And I'm always proud to say when we have hired new staff, but they started with me in the volunteer services department. Well, that is so cool. And, and you know, you've got so many things to fill. What, what are some of the areas that you wish you had volunteers for, but you don't have quite yet? So I mentioned just briefly the inpatient units. So I'm going to just focus on that a little bit more. Sure. Um, so there's the clinical side, which is inpatients. The other side is I need help with retail, and that is our gift shop. So if you're familiar with our hospital, we have this fabulous um, shop with very reasonably priced, current, trendy items. So I do need some retail help. But I'm going to focus on the other side with the inpatient units. So think of patients that come into hospital, obviously, unexpectedly. They may come in from a retirement home, don't have a lot of friends or family here. Sometimes it can be very lonely and isolated. So it's the volunteer that can make the difference. So we encourage volunteers for friendly visiting. They check in on 
all patients, bringing them things such as a glass of water for hydration purposes. They restock personal protective equipment, which, as we all know, is key in healthcare. So those masks, gowns, and gloves, that is part of just restocking those um, every time, you know, there's a volunteer shift, um, which I can elaborate on in a second, but they can also take patients to x-ray um, or, or, or all of diagnostic imaging if necessary. They also help with meals, but we don't feed patients. That is a staff function, um, but we certainly support um, meal time, whether it's social interaction, just mm-hmm. having a conversation, mm-hmm. um, but also opening all those little packages. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Exactly what you're talking about. They're a challenge about. for all of us. <laughs> it, they're challenging any time, but imagine if you've got a cast on or something. Exactly. So the trace setup, as I like to call it, is is super important. Mm. And even those sandwich packages, you know, nice tasty sandwich in there, but you got to fight to get it open. <laughs> so um, we also help with electronics. As you know, technology is big right. everywhere. But when I talk about electronics, um, we have TVs at the bedside, but many people bring in their own devices. So we want to make sure that we can support them and that mm. they're working properly, they're charged. They're able to FaceTime um, their family exactly. and stuff like yes. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then along with all of that, the volunteer role is supporting the staff and any patients who want to have interaction. And what's really interesting about the support, our staff, meaning nurses, respiratory therapists, physiotherapists, the physicians, They're so glad to have everybody back on the inpatient units because that was the last area that we could Mm. bring on just due to the multiple restrictions that we had during the the, um, main part of the pandemic. Now, what time frame do we have? Like if we were volunteering, what would our commitment be? Uh, so that's a thank you for asking that. It's a very good question because I think that's where we need to be really clear. The commitment is a four-hour shift per week. Some shifts are three hours, um, but a four-hour shift, and it's usually doable because what happens is I assign them a shift on either the inpatient surgical floor, which is, you know, the second floor of our hospital. Um, The first floor is medical and ICU, um, but they can also interchange. So there's opportunities to move between floors. Um, The routines are exactly the same, but they do get comfortable working with the staff. So it's a four-hour shift per week when they are available because not everybody can volunteer year-round. So I do take people, like as I mentioned, for college and university for the four um, months that they're, you know, living in this area. And I make sure that they get their work um, sorted out first and then we can assign. Inpatient units, we use volunteers morning, afternoon, and evening, seven days a week. Mm. And there's lots of opportunity there. So it's a big goal that I have, but to help improve the patient experience, it's a, it's a huge priority for me to get those inpatient uh, shifts filled every week. You talk about students and retirees being perfect volunteers. Uh, what are the age uh, goals that you're looking for? Is there a, is, can you be too young to volunteer? Can you be too old to volunteer? Um, you can never be too old to volunteer. I'll start there. Okay. Uh, the learning curve sometimes is harder as we age. Sure. So what I find, the, first of all, let me start at the other end. The minimum age requirement is 16. So if I can just put in a plug to any um, 
families that are listening or high school students, we do take um, students to complete their community service hours. So okay, that's forty so hours. Work. Yeah, okay. That's helpful. And yeah. I've I did that I did that before, but I'm just rebuilding that now, and I'm getting some incredible students from the local high schools in our South Georgian Bay region. So I'm really pleased with that. Um, so again, the other end of the spectrum, it's more about. Um, I always like to use the phrase, you can grow old with us, and as long as you're still capable of doing your work, meaning um, mentally, physically, and you're capable, um, there's really no set age because we all know. Um, you know, I use the phrase in a presentation I use, I will be old when, and one of our employees just said to me yesterday, never. Yeah. So think about that. Uh, we have a very dynamic, active community, and we really support um, all ages at the Collingwood Hospital. Uh, just to wrap up, if folks want to find out more about volunteering at the hospital, about what they need to do, where to find more information, what's the best thing for them to do? Well, there's the, they can start by going online. So under the um, cgmh.on.ca, um, you can click on the um, um, tab for working here, and then there's a volunteer component there. But I also want to share that today um, there are 12 organizations hosting a volunteer fair at the Collingwood Public Library. It starts at 11 o'clock this morning, so this timing today of talking to you and our community, feel free to drop in. I will be there with one of our volunteers, and there's 12, sorry, 11 other organizations that will be at the library from 11 this morning until 5 this Sa afternoon. Sadie Nixon is with the Collingwood General Marine Hospital. Thank you, Sadie, so much for your time Thanks, here, Sadie. and all the best. Thank you so much. John Eaton and Melanie Kay's host, Talk of the Town, weekday mornings on 95.1 The Peak.